They preach only human doctrines who say that as soon as the money clinks into the money chest, the soul flies out of purgatory. By the way, my image is like flying monkeys. Like there's like yes. this. <laughs> me, me too. Really? Maybe, it's like this, well, this, you know. Maybe maybe because of this 9%, I read money as monkey at first. <laughs> like, what? Maybe that's what it is. It's the combination of money and flies. Like Yeah, exactly. and you picture this box out of yes. monkeys are flying out of the box. <laughs> yep. It's it's the Wicked Witch of the West really is controlling everything. Welcome to episode 208 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint of fine wine or whatever happens to be in your glass. On today's episode, the Reverends Ogan Holder, Shannon Weston, and yours truly, Brian Burgoff, address and engage what's happening through a theological lens with a good brew in hand. And that good brew might be in one of these fine pub theology live pint glasses um, you can get one of these if you become a patron at one of the levels there's a couple of levels it's been a while since i hit the page up there's a couple of levels but a uh, certain level of our uh pa patreon.com slash life page uh, you'll get one of these glasses and when you sign up to be a supporter you will get some fun fascinating extra content so like uh, for example today we uh, covered some tv shows we covered uh halloween and the yes the candy corn debate and the, and the life of double bubble so, <laughs> lifespan the life double of bubble. double bubble gum <laughs> lifespan yeah <laughs> deep thought talk around that so Become a patron at patreon.com slash btlive and big thank you to our current sponsors. This week we'll be talking about the Reformation, technology, old and new 95 theses. You gotta be careful how you say that. Theses. <laughs> or maybe or not. Maybe I not don't know. It depends careful. on what we're drinking. So what are we drinking, everybody? <laughs> there you go. Um, so so I uh, we talked about this in the pre-show. Uh, stacked up um, some new bears today and in honor of folks uh the leaders of our free world meeting mm. in glasgow for the climate change uh or the climate conference you know the 26th one where they get together and really don't do anything they just talk a lot um i got a beer called la fine mm -hmm. du monde if my french is correct yes the end of the la world fine du monde. i love uh, that one it so, is so good it is yeah, so good belgian triple it's a nice nine percenter so it's funny because I was thinking, what Scottish beer is there? Like, <laughs> no. I don't know. Right. Not Scottish, yeah. but anyway. excellent choice. We're all burning up the world. So, Brian, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Soft Parade by Shorts Brewing. Oh, wow. It is <laughs> Soft Parade. <laughs> person hanging out on a beach chair, I guess. Uh, mm. Fruit ale brewed with blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries, so. That's a lot of berries. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. 
a lot of berries. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to, even though we're on the uh, second day of November, finish um, an Oktoberfest, Marzen, an amber lager from 1623 Brewing. Um, and it has a little description that I will read. This beautiful pairing of Vienna and Munich malts delivers a full body amber lager that transcends you to the beer halls of Bavaria. You won't need later hosen to enjoy the intent malty sweetness of Mar our Marzen with hints of honey, almonds, hazelnuts with a muted clean hop bitterness. Ooh. We'll see. Nice. But what a what if I did want Lederhosen? Exactly. Don't make me Wiederholen. We're talking Lederhosen. <laughs> Bring your own. <laughs> Lederhosen need not apply. <laughs> uh, a beer appropriate for some Reformation conversation. Exactly. So let me get my pour on. Very nice. Very nice. This is a good pour. Get your curious. On to today's topics. If you had a magic box that could bring any inanimate object that you've lost in your life, what would you bring back? Mm. I actually read this yesterday and I have been trying to think since then and I don't have anything. Nothing? <laughs> I was I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll have something that will jog <laughs> well, a memory. I ain't but... got nothing. That's the thing. I don't remember the shit that I've lost. Because <laughs> like once it's gone, I'm like, oh, it's gone. You can't do anything about it. Like, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So Ryan, what were you thinking when you put this question? Well, up? Uh, we did get a response on Twitter. Todd oh, on good. Twitter said Todd, my save first. Us. Yeah, Todd on Twitter <laughs> said my first car. So, you know, maybe there's some nostalgia around that first car. So it, it is not drivable anymore. It was barely drivable then. <laughs> I was sort of thinking that too, but the but my follow question was, when it brings it back, is it going to be right. repaired? Is right. it going to be <laughs> right condition? Right. So he said, my first car or class ring. So I could see that. I mean, yeah, I I lost my class ring, but I don't I think know I I'm sold not use the mine. magic box on that. I think I sold it so they can melt it down. When I needed, when I was desperate for money. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't up. know. It's so, it's, I mean, it makes me sound super Zen. Like stuff doesn't matter to me, but like, I, I don't know that that's true. I just can't right. think of something. What does it mean to be a minimalist? It's the fine art of not living with things that distract you. It's similar to how an impoverished person lives an empowered life because they don't have things. So for me, I would say, it, I didn't put a ton of thought into this, but the thing that comes to mind right away is uh, when Christy and I were on our honeymoon, we were in Spain and um, this was when disposable cameras were still a thing. Oh, and we yeah. had her nice camera, which we took a lot of like photos of the cities and the beaches and the landscape and you know all of that. We used a couple of disposable cameras to take pictures of ourselves well our last couple of days our car got broken into mm. and those cameras were stolen and so we have almost no pictures of us on our honeymoon who like what kind of jerk steals disposable cameras well it was it was like in a bag that had other stuff oh. i guess so they they took other like there was like a suitcase lifted 
Hey, you don't know. There might be some blackmailable material <laughs> on there. I mean, I, this was this was a while ago. Yeah. I think Ogan, the internet didn't exist. <laughs> I would love to see. I mean, those it pictures, existed though. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, I'll pay you money. Like, I'm sure you don't right. want those. I'll, I'll give you money and. No, I'm sure they were thrown away, and they're like, it means everything to me. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to think of like. Was there a stuffed animal or a blanket right. or yes, your blankie? Come on, your, which like, I didn't have one. Like, I, <laughs> well, that explains a lot. I didn't even care then about stuffed animal. Like, I mean, I had like a hundred in my bed, but like, I don't remember having one. Ugh. Well, there were there were some there were some things my mom threw out mm. that I wish uh, she like... hadn't. So they weren't lost; <laughs> they were thrown out. So I might could bring yeah. those back. <laughs> There you go. So you probably didn't grow yeah. up collecting baseball cards, but maybe cricket cards in Barbados. I don't know if those were a thing, but no, <laughs> didn't didn't grow up collecting those right. either. <laughs> no, but I had I had a great collection. Uh, there's a French comic book uh, called Asterix, Asterix, yeah. and it's it's really how I learned a lot of my world history, believe it or not, because the the characters were these. Um, um, lived in this tiny village in france um they were called you know the old french were called gauls um and it was time of the roman occupation but they had this magic potion the druid made this magic potion that when they drank it it made them temporarily invincible with superhuman strength so so the there was this like agreement that the romans would just leave them be um and in this one tiny village but these the main characters would set out on these adventures all around the world and you learned and i learned about like like the history of all these different areas of the world because of their travels uh even to north america pre-columbus days so it was um yeah it was it was a, it was an it was a real educational uh sort of yeah. thing but my mother firmly believed that nothing was ever good in comics oh. so when i reached a certain point um and i think i was traveling um for vacation or something i came back home and they oh were, those but, sound amazing yeah they are they they still print them now you can still but buy they them weren't now. the ones um, that you Right, they weren't the ones that I have. I have replaced some of them, uh, like my like my favorites, and and they still hold up pretty well, actually. Nice. Uh, but it, uh, you know, and like a shit ton of Legos. Oh, you know what I want? I just remember, remember, like, we had a whole collection of those like Smurf glasses and Care Bear glasses from like mm. Burger King or whatever. Yeah. Like we had like the whole collection, and I'm I'm pretty sure my stepmom threw them all out. But I would love to have those, like. I can't imagine they would have held up. I'm sure I would have broken them all, but like I just every now, were those while, were those glass or hard plastic? They were glass because wow. this was you know the 80s. But every once in a while, I go to a friend's house and you open their cabinet and they have one, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, like I want that so bad. You know, you could be drinking your beer in one of those out of my Smurfin like, uh, Care Bear I'm, glasses. I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody selling them on eBay. I'm sure, and I'm sure they're ridiculously expensive. <laughs> and see, crack that's this it's thing awesome. open and pop a Smurf it. All right, there you go. Or something. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know that I want them as much as I want the ones we had. You know what I mean? Like I want whatever. Right, right. It's, it's got to be those for some reason. Gonna, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. weird. But well, part of it. So so I can I can speak of that. So like. You know the comic books i'm talking about like over time they're worn they're little dog eared they develop the character yep. 
and and in many ways uh, your, your memories are around when you see that torn page or or whatever you know the time you lent it to a friend and it came back in not great condition and you had an argument with your friend and then y'all made up and it was a whole thing like there's yep. a lot of memories when i ordered them you know as an adult and they came and they were pristine they just didn't have that same sort right. of like they didn't evoke you had the to same walk on them memories and, and emotions you know dog ear them again and i paid good money for those no. <laughs> throw them in the sandbox i was gonna say like so much of that stuff because my both like my parents moved when i was um like moved out of the home quote unquote we grew up in right like when i was in my 20s and then my dad um when i was in my 30s and so like he they really just were like come get what you want and they had like kept everything kind of you know at that point so mm -hmm. i have the book you know like the monster at the end of this book which i read and reread and read a thousand times and the Pooh Corner book that like my father read to us a billion times. Like I have all of it, you know. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah. I don't, there's that stuff. I'm like, if I didn't have that, I'd be upset. And yes, I have the trophies that I wanted from my dad before he threw them out. And now he did, I will admit, he did not do a good job of asking us because there were, but I did get, I did manage to salvage. Cause as soon as he said, we're moving, I said, I want, I want this trophy <laughs> and I want the record collection and I want the record, like the record player, which ended up not being able to work. So, you know, we don't have it anymore, but anyway, I was very clear about what I wanted. There you go. And my sister was like, I want the boat. <laughs> anyway. Whoa, free boat ride for three. Now, who should I take? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. A museum curator of printed books and bindings explained that quote, Luther wrote his ideas in short, concise texts, pamphlets of eight or 16 pages that could be quickly printed and easily distributed. Without the printing press, the Re Reformation would never have been the historical event, event that it was. Discuss the role of technology in such a pivotal theological and historical event. Could the Reformation have happened 500 years earlier if the technology had been present? Mm. I don't think so. I think because? Be because because one needs one needs both the technology, the sharing technology, but you also need a certain consciousness of 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 mm. change, a certain uh, mass consciousness and desirability of another option in order for it to catch on. Otherwise, you know, yes, some deemed it heretical. But there was an, there was enough angst in the air to go like this thing's gonna catch fire, so I think it, I think it's I think it's a both both and. So it was a sort of a positive uh, confluence of timing, both the technology yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, and it was a perfect the, storm. Yeah, but isn't the spirit of the air? Yeah. Didn't the printing press create some of that air? Like, didn't that cause some of the angst because right. people were then learning to read, and then information was more widely available. Oh and yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. In uh, that respect, if you moved the invention of the printing press, you I would have what... had that error at a different time. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe not, not, right? But I'm just <laughs> kind of saying like one did seem to lead to the other and there was so, there was a perfect so, storm for the reformation. 
so so let's pull us into modern right, day, though. right? So we had we had the invention of like social media companies like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, that was the right? perfect storm. Now we have Ooh. tweet storms. <laughs> but but so let's let's think of <laughs> yeah. but let's think of let's think of Twitter for example. When when Twitter first started, like who was on Twitter and on Facebook who's sharing pictures, right? It's it's only when we got to a certain generation and to Shannon's point that technology was there to support it, but but people were born into uh, uh, us Gen Xers. We we weren't we weren't narcissists. We were like, get the hell right, away from right, me. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, then after us all of a sudden it's like, ooh, look what I'm doing. And yeah. to your point, the the platform helped, you know, now they were born into a platform that allowed you to share that. But I think there was also a certain uh, a, a certain shift in in consciousness from the gen gen x angst leave me alone that that allowed that to mm. flourish um so so i think it's a i think it's a both and i don't think one happens without I mean, the other i, I don't disagree versa. with you i'm just more pointing out you know that like that the technology also helps fuel so when the Arab Spring happened in Egypt, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it was all over social media. It's not that before social media, that wouldn't have happened necessarily, or that it wouldn't, we wouldn't have, heard, there wouldn't have been news coverage of it, but it wouldn't have been right. the same way, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I exactly. think that's more yeah, yeah. of this, of what we're talking about with the Reformation of like, it may still have happened, it wouldn't have happened the same way that it did. So in many ways, technology is like an accelerant, yes. right? You can still burn a building down, but it's much harder when you don't have a full mm -hmm. gas can. Yeah, that's well, a great and, way to that's a great way to put it. It's the catalyst, it's the accelerant. And and even look at the, you know, the last several years of Black Lives Matter, right? Of the movement that mm -hmm. said this isn't new, this is this isn't newly happening you're now watching yeah. it happen and it isn't just the five exactly. people around you watching it it's 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 being able to be videotaped and spread across the world and on one hand that's really hard and on the other hand it's we can't we can't ignore this anymore you know and that's what the yeah. technology does yeah um, and and you wonder if there had been like current technologies earlier could it have shut down or shifted some things you know like if they had the ability to video record during the gospel era or during Jesus life you know it could have they're writing you know Mark's writing about the feeding of the 5000 someone would have said no it was actually 2700 we have you know right, look got, we have we've, scanned we've got the receipts we can we can check <laughs> exactly. the tape and or and or that uh what is it uh five loaves and two fishes being miraculously multiplied nah that wasn't what happened it's everybody decided to share what they had well, and here's the video proof but of then it, we're right? gonna say so, that video was photoshopped and doctored and you know man fake news yep. well it's true all true well <laughs> speaking of this is a little bit of a tangent but this is the technology thing um they said that today facebook was deleting all of its facial recognition so mm. like I yeah, and so yeah, yeah, it's gonna stop using facial yeah, and and deleting the memory bank basically of people's faces to names and 
Yeah, I have, I have, I have zero trust that they're I actually doing it. I also have zero trust that they're actually doing it, <laughs> except for the fact that they're coming out and saying that they're doing it, which means, no, it so, feels like then they're liable if they don't, right? Like it. The best lies are the ones we tell boldly. Well, they're they're <laughs> deleting it in this universe, but it still exists in the metaverse. In the metaverse, it's still Listen, there. In the metaverse. I can guarantee you a few years from now, somebody's going to find a server somewhere with those quote unquote deleted mm -hmm. files. I mean, it's going to happen. Just before we move off this question, the reality is, is that in this day and age, if somebody's asked, what's the, what's the most, what's the best invention of technology there's ever been? The, the printing press is not discussed and yet it is considered to be the most technologically advanced thing oh. that has ever been invented. It, it, it changed literally the world. changed the world. Yeah, yeah. The, the most influential. Influential, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. I absolutely. Mean, more than any metaverse could ever bring into. <laughs> Although, stay tuned. <sighs> we, don't, we don't know that yet. I can't even. Well, okay. So if you posted 95. <laughs> theses to a church door today <laughs> name two that you would be included sorry my head went to another version of that word and i got that got really funny um <laughs> so if you were to post 95 theses today what two things would you include yeah uh, i mean I've... uh leave your pastor the hell alone it's not their <laughs> fault <laughs> that's that's going number one Right, because how many times do you get blamed for stuff that's not our? Hey, it's not our territory, man. It's like a head coach gets blamed for thing when a guy fumbles. It's the head coach's fault. Yeah, it's his play that's call. That's why we Shouldn't post it. That. That's why we post it. You don't post stuff. Although the Steelers play call to fake that um, field goal and then knocking their kicker unconscious <laughs> on Sunday was absolutely Donlin's fault. But that's oh, I missed that. I'll have to go back and oh god, it was awful. All right. So it's not the pastor's fault. What else? What else we got? Um, we got we got we got a lot of stuff on Facebook. This one struck a chord. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it did. Yeah, uh, so I want to those, before wait. Oh, go ahead. Well, I would say you know God loves everyone would yes, be one I, I would post on say. the door. God loves everyone. Period, including all of the people. I you know what I would post. I would post the Anne Lamont quote. Like, you know, you've made God in your own image when God hates all the same people you do. I, that's, oh, that's, so that's good. it. That's so it good. for me. Yep. God looks nothing like what we think God looks yep. like. <laughs> we put, put that, that one up there. Yeah, one up there. Yeah. So what did people say on Facebook? Um, so uh, Sam, Sam Chamberlain. Sammy Sam. Your friend Sam. He's, He's our on. friend Sam, Sam now. Says, yeah. He's our friend. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, but you know, uh, so uh, you got two things. One, if communion is supposed to be special in quotes, or it doesn't count, then we either need to take communion every week or read the Bible once a month. <laughs> I saw that. I don't know if two, I agree with like, that, but I saw it. I don't. I don't agree with it. But he's, you know, he's he has he has two like spiritual uh, gifts. Candy corn is gracious and benevolent <laughs> contribution to the kingdom of God. Not everyone needs to have it, but it's good for us to have. Nope. There yeah, you not. go. I now, see. I like the second one. Um, um, I will not even agree to disagree on that one. I'm just going to disagree. <laughs> exactly. Not, not worth. I like that. I'm not going to agree to disagree. I just flat disagree. I just You're just wrong. Disagree. You're just wrong. <laughs> just wrong. 
Uh, All right. Um, Robbie says uh, nationalism has no part in the mm. kingdom. That is of God. actual scripture. Boom. Strong, strong, strongly actually agree. in the Bible, friends. Uh, yeah. Does it need to go on one <laughs> yeah, of the pieces if it's in the Bible? Yeah. Well, a lot does. of a lot of what Luther wrote was in the Bible, so yeah. like was just like, hey, yeah. here's a scripture yeah. verse. Yeah. God loves everyone, it. you know. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, from Ryan. Thou shalt not feel moral superiority by latching yourself onto lazy causes that don't involve making anyone's actual lives better. That was nice. Look, that looking was at you, anti-abortion. Specific. <laughs> oh, he's got some oh, examples. Okay. Looking at you, anti-abortion and anti-LGBT movements. Uh, advo advocate, advocate for universal contraception, access, healthcare, housing, and food for your babies who are carried to term, and then I'd consider your position an unlazy one. Shots fired. Hey, hey uh, Amy says, love thy neighbor. He said it was the highest commandment. For now, that's it, because you all seem to lose track of that and everything else. Um, and by you all, and... probably means the church, right? You all church people. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm the other that. commenters. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, me. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I, I'm just reading. I'm just reading. Just the messenger. Uh <laughs> Tim Tim follows up with and love your neighbor means all of your neighbors even the pagan yes. ones, um, and Tim also puts thou shalt not touch kids or cover it up. That one that one got that one got some extra likes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's real. So, for sure. Um, yeah, that that is that like, is very real. Just you know, don't abuse other people in general. It's probably good in general. Um, I was oh there was one that came to mind when you were reading and I kept. You know, we could add so many, right? Like the church yeah. is not a building. I would like to like nail that to a church door. The church is not <laughs> yes. a building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. even just the, what? I, On online church count online church counts as church. Ooh, like yeah, even, you can post it to the video. They because they, they actually did it. They actually did it. They actually uh I was reviewing some statistics and they you know the in, in a in a poll. There were people who, even though they had watched a bunch of online services, to your point, Shannon, about the church being the building, said, yeah, I haven't gone to church right. in months. Right, Even though they've been watching church online for yeah. the yeah. whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we actually started, you know, we publish every time, like when we have communion, it's in our notes, like what dates we give. And if you, if I go see a, well, back when I went to people's homes and, you know, whatever, if I go see someone who's homebound and I give them communion, like that gets written down, you know, kind of thing in our, in our notes. Mm -hmm. And I kept including, um, when we were kind of hybrid and I was doing outdoor worship services and online worship, and I kept including both. And somebody said something, they're like, well, but you were, you recorded the outdoor communion service and then you showed it on that sunday video so is that once or twice first off who cares second <laughs> off <laughs> like i mean okay but second off i was like so you're saying the video communion wasn't real communion and they were like oh okay fine it's it's fine you know like they had no problem with it but it just took a minute to like right. make that connection there yeah. you know yeah uh uh this just in hot off the press uh-huh just got dinged on this one uh from eileen one focus on loving each other here and now rather than salvation for an afterlife yeah. Two, that love extends to all races gender identities sexualities economic situations political affiliations nationalities and all other living creatures and even creation itself boom thank you eileen it's covered covered all the so bases. i, I nice. remembered so this is this is going to get really feel really specific or whatever but like i one of my big gripes is that um, mission work is like 
something that makes us feel good that we give to another person. Like it is transactional. And I want, I want one of those theses to be like relationship, like everything comes down to relationship. And if we consider ourselves to do mission work, then it needs to be relational and not transactional. And that's, yeah. Well, all of Christianity is not transactional. So, well, and there's my other one, right? Like you don't come to church to feel good. You don't like, we're not a goods and services provider. Like exactly. Exactly. I was, I was talking about this, uh, with, with Kelly, who's subbed on the show before, uh, we were, we just recorded our other podcast with love and justice for all on unity online network. Go check it out. Uh, we were just talking about we were just talking about that that people have this expectation that church is not to challenge but to comfort right and i'm like no church is church is intended to challenge you did you ever read any of jesus's uh you know talks sermons right it was about challenging spiritually well there's another one like everything like- Christianity is political. The Bible is political. Like, yeah. don't tell me it's not. Don't tell me I can't right. be political. That's exactly like Jesus talked about money. We should too. Like Jesus yeah. fought against the rulers of his day. We should too. Like this is, this right. is all right. So let's get into what Luther said. Oh. So um, one of his theses, number 26 says the Pope does very well when he grants remission to souls in purgatory not by the power of the keys, which he does not have, but by the way of intercession for them. Mm-hmm. Well done, Pope. He does very well when he does that. Didn't they get rid of purgatory? They did get rid of purgatory. Well, yeah. that's all I got. That's all I got in response. No, wait, what did they call it? Not they called it there was purgatory in there and it had another name. Um I forget. A hiatus. I forget too. <laughs> But no, didn't they get rid of the whole concept of the waiting area of the waiting Well, yeah, room? like, so first they got rid of the idea that unbaptized babies right. went to purgatory and were stuck there. Um, right. They got rid of that first. And then I believe they got rid of purgatory altogether when... They sh- yeah, should have kept the baby part because some some theology theologies have babies who aren't baptized going straight to hell so i think purgatory is a step up well but they they're they said they go straight to like heaven no, they were right, right. no no I, yeah they that's were. good i'm just saying for some like they need the purgatory in there to... oh oh i got a new thesis heaven and hell not real places uh, <laughs> yes yeah well there you go. So, so he doesn't have the power of the keys as in the keys to heaven right keys like, of the kingdom keys of the kingdom Mm-hmm. So I like, so I think I, I don't know if I've told you all this story before, but so my grandparents were Catholic, my father's family and my grandfather died when I was 10. And my grandmother said that we had to pray for my grandfather because he was stuck between heaven and earth. And the more we prayed for him, yeah. like his like meter went up, it's right? The fuel like, that kind of. It was the, it was, yeah, it was the hot air balloon thing. The second stage of the rocket. (laughs) What did he do that he was stuck? Can we go into that? I I don't, I don't think, (laughs) no, I don't think it was about that. I think that's just, she just believed that you had to like pray for them a whole bunch when they died. So they would get to heaven. And I, I kind of like that. 
remember being so <laughs> creeped out as a kid yeah. of like feeling like my grandfather was like floating around somewhere. Right. And then we had to like, and it was the first dead body I'd seen. And we had to write him notes and like put it in the casket. And I don't know what I said, but I basically was just like, I'm really sorry you're stuck in like that atmosphere somewhere. <laughs> oh Grandma said I should pray no, for so, you. So in all seriousness though, the writing the notes thing, that's actually cool. That's actually, if done well, <laughs> Is, is a healthy mm -hmm. is a healthy I, grieving yes. thing a healthy way of saying goodbye the issue but... is not the note the issue is about like how it's done right. and and right. again like not to be whatever but my grandmother was an old school catholic so like also hated everything you know vatican ii did like she would rather listen mm -hmm. to the mass in latin forever and not not actually know what was being said um but she she just made it sound really creepy and just really yeah. scary and i was not and and i was going to a southern baptist church at the time that's how creeped out i was by it so i just oh, want dear. you to know like <laughs> yeah yes but i do like i really intercession i love like i do love intercessory prayer like i think it's beautiful that we pray for each other when we need yeah. it and i believe in the energy that's put out in prayer and that that put something good into the world um i also think it's totally okay to pray for people after they die because it's beautiful to remember them that way yes that's what you i know? that's what struck me when you were giving that that story about if it wasn't well, creepy it would have yes. been beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yes and no yes it is okay as long as it's not to your point prefaced as you are praying for them is going to change something in their right. do this or else <laughs> yeah or they'll right. burn in That's... hell <laughs> exactly it's getting hotter exactly. pray That's... faster <laughs> exactly that's bordering on like outright... some more masses which by the way you still do um if you didn't know that like you still it, wait indulgent indulgences are still it, a thing it isn't it isn't so okay um, so when my grandmother died in January and I knew, I knew she was a very, um, she was a very devout Catholic and I wanted to respect that in her. Um, mm -hmm. and so I contacted a couple of my friends that are in, uh, Catholic parishes and said, what do I need? Like, what do I do? What do I need to do? You know, whatever. And they're like, well, fill out this form. And for $15, we'll say a mass in her name. And I'm like, Wow. Wow. There okay, is. there it is. We still Ooh. haven't really moved past that, have we? <laughs> how is that? How is that still a thing? Um, now, I so, I don't think they would call that an indulgence. I think they would just call it, you know, like but, make a donation well, and call it what you call it. It is what it is. But, <laughs> right. But but you know. your your experience as a child is is exactly reflected in this thesis number twenty six that the Pope has the power to pray. For souls to leave purgatory and so and if you get enough money the pope will actually pray for you right. and that will mean more than all of your grandchildren's prayers right <laughs> so like on the one hand he's trying to cut out indulgences but on the other hand he's still working in that framework that he was raised in and and loser's point is not that he he's not arguing against this thing of the pope praying for people right he's arguing that the pope isn't magic it's the prayer that the pope does there you go that well, is read, like yeah. 
and it's the prayer that we all do that he he'll get there you know but but it's not that the pope is magic it's that um so read the next one okay so here we go those are some those are some fancy slippers he's wearing i mean that hat no that hat on point that (laughs) white smoke i mean it was so we were trick-or-treating sorry quick note we were trick-or-treating and there was somebody clearly like in a pope's hat like a bishop's hat and whatever and i was walking with this neighbor and i was like is it are they dressed as the pope or are they dressed as moira and like (laughs) (laughs) the person with me was catholic had never seen schitt's creek and so they looked at me like <laughs> I was love crazy, it. and I was like, "Now I feel bad." Love it. Uh, before we before we <laughs> yep. move on, uh, uh, Tim on Facebook says his favorite Martin Luther quote is "Sin boldly." I'm down with that one. His least favorite is quote "The Jews and their lies." Yes, let's not forget uh, Martin Luther's quite uh, an anti-Semite. Yeah, <laughs> quite the are. anti-Semite before, he was. Before we keep putting him up on that pedestal. Uh, no. no, no, I have never had Martin Luther on a pedestal. Part of the whole picture. Oh, they preach. Okay. So this is number uh, 27. They preach only human doctrines who say that as soon as the money clinks into the money chest, the soul flies out of purgatory. By the way, my image is like flying monkeys. Like there's like this. (laughs) Me me too. Really? It's like this. Well, you know, maybe, maybe because of this 9%, I read money as monkey at first. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is the combination of money and flies like yeah and you picture this box out of yes. monkeys are flying out of the box <laughs> yep it's it's the wicked witch of the west really is controlling everything exactly they preach only human doctrines who say so the point of this okay so yeah. this is my tra- i'm translating for me not for you by the way my the translation of this is that there is no church doctrine that says that money gets you out of purgatory that is something that is being a um, brought about by like that's talk that's it's just an talk. abuse of the church it's an abuse of the church yep. it's not a real doctrine yeah is what he's saying yeah yep. I, we still believe this don't we i mean maybe not about purgatory but people still believe that if they give a bunch of money they get to do whatever they want Ah, i see where you're going well yeah. if your name's on the building you're for sure not in purgatory there's a lot of memorials out there that could, you know. There, they are. We we believe that about church and politics. Or is it on the, uh, or is yeah. it on the stained glass window, or is it on there the little go. bench outside? Oh well. Where is where is your name in your church? Oh man. <laughs> we don't have any names in our church. No. Like, we're very. Um, actually, we do. We have two plaques full of names. See, that is it. every every member, every parishioner that has died in the last X amount of years. And next to it is the money chest where you can put in your (laughs) indulgence. Nope, because I actually just put a, I put a plaque on the other day of a woman raised in the church and died recently. And that is is no, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not enough prayers. This is why, this is why I'm not God, that if it were up to me, I don't know that that name would be on the wall. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, but it's is not up to still me. On? Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. It's do not we, up to do me. We, do we need to edit this in post production? No. no. Okay. Just, no. This feels a little too No, raw. because there are a lot of people that would say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Then. And yet, loving child of God who 
is resting. Well, child of God, at least. Child of God, <laughs> who is resting in the peace right now. And yet, peace of the God, God loves everyone. And gets your plaque on the back of the wall. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. No plaques on the stained glass. No, like, and, and this is what I think is beautiful about it. We all know that, um, so a woman named Lee donated the grand piano, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody that knew Lee or was there during that time, not because they made a big show out of it, but knows that Lee donated the grand piano. When those people are gone, then it will be recorded in a book somewhere that you would have to go find. It's not on a big plaque somewhere. And that's how it should be to me, yeah. is that it's a story that gets passed down of, a, of something beautiful that happens you know, like so-and-so loved so, and was devoted and gave this thing. And when they're gone, they're gone. So, so yes, but I'm also not opposed to on the piano, a little something that said donated by, because yeah. again, generations from now, You're right. it, it will spark people to go like, well, who was this? And yeah. then that's why we keep telling the story yeah. because generations from now, when all the people who knew her, her died and gone, people can walk in and just see a piano and go like, oh, it's just a piano in a church, like so many other churches. But if there's a specific story about a life, quote unquote, well-lived or something that is attached to something, I'm not opposed to that. But I may also be a little biased because at Unity Village- Is your name's on a piano somewhere? No, headquarters of Unity. Jennifer's name is on a bench. Yeah, sure. uh, in the Rose Garden, yeah, and then one of lovely. the churches that she was the minister of. They, when they were doing a lot of repairs and renovations, and you could, you know, buy a window or buy right. whatever, a church bought a window in her name. So in the Tower at Unity Village, one of the windows, there's a plaque with, with her name, right? Uh, you know, I mean, seriously, just one generation from now nobody's gonna remember who she is you know Unity's a very small small denomination sure. right so it's gonna be like you know two generations three generations from now when people are walking through the village and they see the bench and they see her name among the name all these names well who is this person and maybe some you know someone will pull out their phone and look her up yeah it's and, so interesting because I'm that, which is I'm, very cool very cool it, yeah. it, it is and I'm like, pay for the window, but don't put my name on it. Like, I just, I, yeah. and I'm not against you, like Jennifer having her name on it. Like, that's not what I'm against. Just now here's my thing about it. Like, um, do you need that? Does Derek need that? Does my, do right. my children need that? Like, yeah. that's fine. That's a whole different thing. I mean, but, you were very clear that you needed your name correctly on the website. Just want to say. Um, I, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, dear. Um, first off, I'm still alive. Number one. Um, I am so teasing. And second off, that's more about getting my ex-husband's name off the website. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go. I shouldn't I'm, even have said that. Because I'm and purging. You said that I'm if, purging. She's purging. And would you, said that, would you have said that if you were in the same room as her? No, because I would have got slapped. <laughs> Dis- distance makes us brave. not a very violent person. It takes a lot for me to be violent. I'm sure I've uh, a few slaps. Uh, that's not true. I will sometimes hit you. Um, so, I, so I do want to, before we move to the next yes. one. Um, so I believe that in the original German, this one actually had like a rhyming scheme. Something like, as soon as the coins in the money chest lies the soul out of purgatory flies or something like that yeah. so i just want to mm-hmm. you know nod that you know luther had a little bit of 
He had a little bit flare. of beer and then and then a little bit of flair, <laughs> a little, little artistic, yeah, artistic something. He had a little bit of a, a German stout and then uh, decided to write some rhymes for the yeah, little poetic. You know, we we remember things better when they rhyme. Yes. So, so can we yeah, like can we just say? But like, there's one more that we're that there's one more thesis that we're going to read. But like, this was not supposed to be for public. Con- like, this was not much like the the yeah. letters of yeah. Paul. Right. This was not necessarily for everyone out there. These were written for a very specific time and place and, you know, all those things. And that is so interesting to me how we, you know. It was meant to reform the current church, not start the Protestant movement. Right. Yeah. And it was meant. In fact, he was not intending to do that at all. And it was this like internal sort of academic ecclesial conversation, not this like big public whatever. Yeah. Declaration. That's yes. the word you were looking for. Thank you. All right. That one you, that one you can pronounce better than conversation. Conver- conversation. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were um, discussing, my kids and I were discussing yesterday how you say tour. 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 Like, I, mine is two syllables. Tour. And theirs is tour. Two, no. Like T-O-U-R? What word are we saying? Yeah, T-O-U-R. Tour. It's one. Yeah, tour. Say it again tour yeah one syllable right i say tour anyway (laughs) three hour tour like (laughs) t-w-o-o-r do we are we rehashing the whole calm situation (laughs) we're calming it up (laughs) calm (laughs) calm (laughs) calm just calm calm down (laughs) all right discuss these is 29 quote Who knows whether all souls in purgatory wish to be redeemed since we have had exceptions such as St. Servinius. Wasn't he in, um, didn't I see him in Harry Potter? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And and St. Paschal as related as related in a legend. Do you believe purgatory exists? If so, what would be the motivation to stay there? Well, I mean, if you did some real nasty shit and somehow I was going to say, if you're going down, you want to stay. <laughs> you're like, this is uh, all good. Also, yeah. wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this. There are two saints that are in purgatory or they <laughs> were in purgatory and then they got put in heaven and then became saints or they got put in heaven because they were sainted. Like I'm so confused. Or or is it stories these saints told about situations in which people as related in a legend. I love that that he says as related in a legend. By the way, like, are we talking about a map? Like how many miles it takes to, you know, (sighs) I know that the way that sounds as related in a legend, like a legend would make it sound like they were somebody knows out there. Somebody knows these like stories and looks them up. Tell us about St. Severinus. He was a Slytherin. He was definitely, he was definitely a Slytherin for sure. (laughs) And St. Paschal, I'm thinking Hufflepuff. I'm thinking probably a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hufflepuff. All right. So do I believe purgatory exists? Um, and what, well, the motivation is if you're going down, you know, what I see in purgatory is just a bunch of people floating around. Like I just, in my head, it's always just been like this, like floaty world. Like, and I I'll, uh. I'll admit it. And Ogan, this is inspired by you maybe. And a oh. little bit by me, which is like, if I have to go to heaven and do stuff like good works all the time, like maybe I want to stay in purgatory and just <laughs> lounge on the couch, you know, I'm not, wait, what do you mean inspired by me? <laughs> 
I mean, thank in you, the way, sense thank. of like motivation to not like, I don't, I don't know. Like right now, just floating around on clouds sounds really nice. Well, well, what purgatory, <laughs> the, the, the concept of purgatory sort of reminds me of like the original afterlife in Judaism, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, what is it called? The, what's the word? Sheol. Yes. Sheol, right. You know, <laughs> Sheol, which is neither heaven nor hell. Right. Neither here nor there. Right. It's just Isn't where it? no. spirits go. <laughs> so what, so hell is devoid of God, right? Or is void of God. Is purgatory void of God? Like, is it out of God's presence? I don't know if we have those details. I, I think it is, but whereas hell, you're being like tortured, you're being right. burned. So you're, you're hell, you're getting put into the hands of demons and angels cast out idea. Right, right. right. Yeah. But purgatory and, slash but purgatory is devoid of God, right? It's There's more neutral. Yeah, God got in there, but the devil ain't there either. So well, yeah. and I always considered it half bad. neutral, bad. but a peaceful neutral. But if it's void of God, then it can't in in my mind, like there's no good that happens there then. So it's not No, no. But you're not also in eternal pain and torture. So right. again, half bad. Yeah. You're not I you're mean, not floating around on clouds watching Netflix. There's some good parties in purgatory, I just okay. want to say. By the way, y'all seriously got to watch Lucifer, man. If you're not watching Lucifer, because they, <laughs> they deal with this. The theology in this show is fascinating. I do have but, to watch this. Yes. Um, and one wow. more plug for Midnight Mass. Just going to say. Oh, that see, we were looking for stuff to watch the other I, day. I will come around to watch that. I think I think it's on my list. I think I will. Yeah. yeah maybe a out. daytime show just in case I got to may not fall asleep quickly after it but uh to answer the question no i don't believe purgatory exists i also don't believe you know heaven and hell are afterlife places okay um so isn't i mean not isn't i know the answer to this like scripture is when you die you're dead like you're you're dead you're just dead well and there's nothing yes but jesus said that whole thing about i'm going to go to prepare a place for you which implies there's a place you're gonna go to eventually after the resurrection but until that we're just dead yeah, yeah. although so paul there's, said there's things like I, mean, I could die and be with christ he made it like there are there are texts that people yeah use. but paul has this is a whole another this is a whole tangent for those of you do not do not like let your faith come crashing down for this but this is a whole thing but like, or or let it come crashing down that's okay, okay too but like construction is a good thing so paul had a very greek understanding of this dualism of death right uh-huh. that like there is a body and a soul and the body dies, but the soul, like that's a very Greek dualistic understanding, but scripture is, is basically like when you die, you're dead. Yes. And then at the resurrection, you will be brought, brought forth to eternal life. And that's not what we, of course, that's not very comforting. So we don't really preach that. Yeah. We don't <laughs> preach that because but you're right. The, the scriptural take is that's, kind of don't exist. Like you're kind of in this, like limbo uh really we return to god right so we we like that's the scripture so when you're dead you return to god whatever that looks like which is maybe where paul gets the i can go live with christ you know see, yeah or mentality. see the movie soul to see what oh wait wasn't like. wasn't and i may be misremembering this but wasn't the whole concept of purgatory an attempt to answer the what happens to like babies who die <laughs> It was because or or pre babies who hadn't been baptized yet. Babies who, who hadn't been, been baptized. baptized. Yeah. Right. Like and they haven't you know, like they 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 don't deserve the punishment of hell because we got this rule that, you know, right. you gotta be baptized to go to heaven. Right. But they're like, you know, stillborns, they died day one, they hadn't had the chance. 
they haven't sinned, quote unquote, really yet. So right. that's not fair. And by the way, let's be very clear that belief still exists. Like, even they can get, excuse me, they can get rid of it all they want. But if you, I don't know if you guys had to do CPE or spend any time in chaplaincy or have unfortunately had mm-hmm. this issue in your, in your own churches, but like, and, and I don't, I'll be really honest. I don't know that I would be much different if I had a baby that died. I, I think I would want that ritual just, just because yeah, um, whatever, whatever's bringing you comfort in that moment. Yeah, and I, and just, I've done it. The right thing. Exactly. I've done it. Um, and it's not against our rules in the church. Like our rules in the church are that you you do what you need to do to comfort yeah that's know? that's not that's not the moment to 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 roll out theology there's <laughs> no way i'm saying to a parents who have just lost a child well actually <laughs> exactly no did you no. know about the legend of saint severinas exactly um <laughs> right. apparently saint pascal did work his way out of purgatory so don't worry about your yeah. precious He'll little find no good. he'll pull him up pull himself up by his you know heavenly bootstraps yeah. oh god the things we I'm do a, in the name I, of religion i remember when the very first day when i did that uh that cep in the hospital the very first day the woman who was training us she goes uh and and there were people from all different faiths doing this with me at the time first thing she says so i just need you all to know your theology does not matter here nobody cares. does not matter here you say whatever brings them comfort at that point if they want to press you further and ask questions feel free to answer but doesn't matter so if you think you're coming in here to tell people something about what you think is right this is not for you i felt like that wow. lecture well I got the same lecture. I felt like that lecture was less for me and more for those that felt that this was their opportunity to opportunity to evangelize. Yeah. Right. Save some souls on Save their deathbed. Save some souls on their way out. <laughs> and, and correct and, some theology. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And not I the place for it. Not the place for it. And you know, I was a very I was very young when I did it. And there were many people in my Kentucky hospital that I was in that did not want a young woman walking in pretending to be a minister um mm-hmm. you know and all of that but and what was interesting about it though is yet they they were like very clear like i'm not interested and then they wouldn't let me leave the room they would keep talking to me mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> all right then not because they were evangelized like they just clearly needed somebody to talk to yeah. and if i could just get over myself for one minute about their rudeness you know then we had a pretty good conversation and that, my friends, is the legend of St. Servinius. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Let it be known. Let it be known. Maybe so. What happened to the female popes? Did they go to purgatory or did they go straight to hell? I wonder. Uh, huh? Yeah, I think we know. Yeah. They're in heaven. We know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <sighs> well, any, any final words of wisdom, friends? No. I think I think I think we covered it all. And if you find I don't know that, that there's box, any wisdom in this podcast at all. <laughs> if you find that magic box <laughs> with all that, the coins, that, that, with the flying monkeys in it, then let them out. <laughs> if you find the magic box, I'd like my 87 Celica back in pristine condition, please. <gasps> you had a Celica. I had an 89 Celica. Oh, Celicas were good. Oh, cars it was then, blue. Man. Mine was blue. Oh my goodness! Man. I called her Cecilia. Uh, you know, and and listen, they brought back the Toyota Supra, and my biggest disappointment was that they didn't make it a stick shift. I saw two the other day, and I was like, "What the hell?" 
That's Come like when on. they brought the back the Thunderbird, they didn't make a stick shift. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Talk about talk about laziness, man. No, oh, we could talk about cars all day. <laughs> could. I Whole really show. could. <laughs> Did you see the new Corvette? <sighs> Beautiful. You know, I was never a fan. I'm never a Corvette. See, fan. I grew up in the town where they made them. So, you know. Oh, well, there you go. That's the only reason. All right. We might we might do a little post show car there talk. You go. All right. Stick Brian, around. you're regretting asking for wisdom. Well, thank you, friends, for tuning in to Pub Theology Live. You can show your love for the show by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get access to pre- and post-show banter and more. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. And, of course, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And a shout out to our top five cities of listeners this week. Uh, Number five, a town I've never heard of, but in my state, New Lothrop, Michigan. There you go. Number four, Holland, Michigan. Woohoo! Brian's been listening to it over and over again to get him (laughs) up there. (laughs) It's all the the editing he does, just looping it. Number three, Cairo, Michigan. So we're sticking in the Mitten State, but then we move south. Number two, Columbus, Ohio. And number one, site of World Series game number six tonight, Houston, Texas. Texas. Well, that's unexpected. It's Brene Brown. She's listening to our podcast. That's oh, there, there yeah, you go. Definitely. Oh, oh. And before you go on, if you're listening to this live and happen to live in Virginia, New Jersey, or any state that's having any kind of elections today, go out and vote. I don't think polls are closed yet. Please go vote. Exercise your constitutional right. And thank you. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Ogan. And uh, of course, if you are watching us live, you already know you can watch us live Tuesdays on Facebook around 430 Eastern. And if you'd like to join meaningful conversations with people in your neighborhood, check out all the resources at pubtheology.com. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. <laughs>